You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Because if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Hi, and welcome to We Know Nothing. I'm Anya Marina, and it's a new week. It's a new show. We're very excited. I have a lot of caffeine in my system. Uh, I'm here. I've convinced Lisa Traeger to stay for yet another week. So we've got her here. Hi, Lisa. I mean, I pretty much begged to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Morell. Like, it's pretty much. You're now a host. You're now. I'm in. You're definitely I got a co-host. I got the job. Yeah, and I was I was uh, I was rallying for it, and the people have spoken. Well, you've got a great voice, you got a great look, a lot of enthusiasm. You care about the show, and you and Phil have a strange dynamic, and I like it. And yeah, the listeners it love works. it. Yeah, and you're the most goofy I've ever seen. You, you're, you. I'm hopped up on caffeine. I, know, I I'm can't, into it. you know. I'm into it. I love it. And from America's Got Talent, 2014. Well, <laughs> yes, I guess. <laughs> and New York City's comedy seller, New yeah. York comedy legend. Say. New York comedy yes, legend, great comedy. really. Dan Natterman is here. Well, thank you. Um, yes, I am here. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I love that video that they played on America's Got Talent of your life. They did a short video documentary of like Dan waking up, Dan doing this, Dan walking down the streets of New York, taking cabs. Going. It was so cool and humanizing. And I was like, Dan's cool. I'm going to get to know him better. Well, okay, well I, I don't remember what I did in that video. I think I woke up and, and my blinds fell down. And, <laughs> you know, it was like kind of staged. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like a, you know, completely candid look at my life. Right, but, you know. Did they you, make you do something weird that you didn't want to do? No, but, um, you know, like my blinds fell down and like that didn't happen naturally. <laughs> oh. we, we like did several takes where the blinds fell down. Oh. And, what, what, and I had to kind of force Lame. the blinds to fall down. That's fucked. <laughs> They're like, let's, let's, let's make this I mean, guy's life down. seem sort of it, falling apart. Yeah. Wait, did you meet my friends, the Putter Boss sisters, when you were uh, doing Last Comic? Did you just do it or no? No. Who so they? my friend, the Putter Boss sisters it, were doing it. And so they're like two vaudeville type sisters from oh. Chicago that like are the best. Uh-huh. But, um, they, so they went and did like a behind the scenes like filming for them and they're like will you please ride a tandem bike to your show and it was like winter in Chicago and they're like we're not gonna ride the tandem bike and then they kept interviewing all their friends being like so did you guys think they were twins when you met and then everyone's like no and they're like isn't it they wanted um, the Potterbots to pretend that they're confused that they think that they're twins but right. they know that they're, but they're not. But so they just wanted creating the, a story where there doesn't. Yeah, exist they just one. made them try to do the weirdest, craziest stuff that had nothing to do with their lives. Yeah, the well, best. whatever they did to Dan's thing, it worked because I had known Dan for already like two years, and, I, and then I was like, I would, this is intriguing. I want to get to know this person. But why they want your blinds to fall? Well, uh, you're like you're a scumbag. No, because just like that, everything is. <laughs> well, actually, they did fall. Like when they came in, they said, "Oh, that's funny. Why don't we do that?" God, they're uh, so desperate for comedy. They're you know, like, that's and, and, hilarious. And so then we 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 kind of forced it for the you know when the if anyone knows comedy, it's a grip on America's <laughs> Got Talent. So. Well, they have people, you know, story. Uh, they have a story department, yeah, you know, whatever they call it, that kind of tries to come up with angles and story. You know, like we went on a speed date. I would never go on speed dating, but they said, all right, why don't we do a thing where? Oh, that's right. I'm probably not even supposed to talk about this. Why not? I, because I signed a contract that I didn't read. Uh, it was like nine thousand pages. Like Phil, that's no, it was like nine thousand pages long. This contract, and they're like, "All right, sign this by tomorrow afternoon." And uh, you, and you want to do the show. You want right? to do the show, so you don't want to, you know, you don't want to piss them off. 
So you don't want to like be like, well, I really should take my time and have a lawyer look at it. You're desperate to do the show, so you just sign it and send it back. So it might have said on it, don't talk about anything. Now, how many weeks did you do but, it? We're going to keep um, talking about it. But um, uh, No, we can talk about the stuff that, that everybody knows, but the stuff behind the scenes... I don't know if I'm allowed to. You probably discuss. can't talk about like the private life of Howard Stern or. Heidi well, I don't Quinn. know the private life. I'm just saying the stuff where like the story editors came and told me, let's do a let's do a thing where you go on a speed dating date. I read the legal documents. You can talk about that. Okay, but I'm saying it's like not something that I did naturally. It's something they told me to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You got to make a story out of yeah. something. But it was humanizing and cool. And I didn't realize you lived alone, right? You live alone in New York. Yep. <laughs> um, how do you? How can I ask how old you are? You can certainly ask that question. Can you tell well, me? Oh, I, 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 it's not a secret. I'm 45, but it should be a secret because everybody else is lying. <laughs> right? I Do think. you find that it's hard being single in New York or is it an easy city to be single in? Well, I don't know if it's easy to be single in New York in general, but within the milieu that we operate in, that is oh. to say stand-up comedy, since so many people are single, we don't, you, know, you don't feel quite as weird and like a freak. I'll tell you what, you guys, Sam and Lisa, the other day I got invited to Morgan Murphy's party she had a little brunch party yeah it was like a brunch no occasion just i got this invite and i was like what a delight how fun she's in new york for a short time and then you know the day of i start freaking out i don't want to go alone i'm not going to know anybody i can't go i can't go i can't go i'm going to text with an excuse you know what i'm tired anyway and then i'm like no this is a city of single people, I bet you a lot of people there don't know each other. I bet you a lot of people there are probably nervous. And you know what sucks? Throwing a party and nobody shows up. So I'm going to go just to like do the right thing. And I'm sure it'll be fun. I show up. First person I see, Dan Natterman, right there. I was like, thank God I know somebody. And you came alone too. Um, Did you have any well, of those Well, I came feelings? alone, but I, I, no, because Morgan told me that there are going to be people, people there that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean you weren't nervous at all you just because you to go alone no well, I, didn't, I didn't look at it as going alone I looked at it as going and there'd be people there that I know I happen to arrive alone see that's a New York. it's like if your friends say meet us at a bar right? technically I think you have a West Coast yeah West Coast attitude yeah you're we, acting like America's Got Talent producer trying to make him seem that he can't go out in public wouldn't you say you were terrified at home before this party wouldn't you say that Let so me did say, you have a good time did you chill out when you got there it was so much fun it was so great Where's Phil Hanley? Sandra I, I, Bernhard was there because she's working on the sh two broke girls and Morgan writes for it. So I was like, <gasps> Sandra Bernhard. I like, love Sandra Bernhard. I just love her. She's so cool. Dan Adamo was there. He's cool. We ate locks together. It was a great yeah, brunch. Yeah, there was, there was a guy named Jerry O'Donnell. I don't know. If Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah. O'Connell. Yeah, he was I heard there. about that. He was nice. It was fun. Sam, I I didn't recognize him um, and you never would have recognized him if, uh, if I wasn't told, oh, this guy's pretty famous but um now i've kind of stopped paying attention to pop culture that's good to because be honest with you yeah it doesn't seem to serve us in any way it, like the news i was trying to get up to date on the news and it just depresses me when people oh. use like trendy expressions even i'm just like what, what are you an idiot what's I, your trendy expression yeah. you hate right now I don't hate it, but someone said something about being on fleek the other day, and I was like, come on, what the fuck does that even mean? And then, and then I had to look it up, and I was like, okay. Look at my they eyebrows, were, yeah, yeah. then they, you'll know. They were, they were complimenting me. But it's, on but fleek? It means like on point, like cool. <laughs> come on, Lisa, let's get one. these oldies hip. I don't hip. know that one. 
Yeah, no, I haven't. I don't like that one. But I like. I, I've been saying willy nilly a lot, but I don't know if that's that's, that's not a trendy expression. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old. It's like, it's an old word. I don't like how I like you know certain things that uh, they they say like um, you know beef is supposed to be like a relatively like new expression. He said I was using that in the seventies. Oh, you know what's back though? How People you, have been saying retarded without even uh, a little bit but of. But that's going to go away again soon because the PC people are going to be like, you can't. And no, the, in the last few weeks, I feel like five people have said retarded to me, and I haven't heard that in years. Yeah, it's, it was. It's been great. I, think I don't think it ever went away. <laughs> it did. It did. People were scared to say retarded, but it's back. Don't call it a comeback. You know. I think it's regional. <laughs> I think if you're in New York, a lot more things are said that are politically correct whereas on the west coast and definitely in the pacific northwest it's so much more pc well no i mentioned i told i called i said uh, the n-word in front of monroe martin and i was like pretty fun and then he was like what and i was like i was just testing our friendship seeing, <laughs> seeing where we are and he was okay with it so what did we say before we the, the word the n-word is relatively new i don't recall 10 years ago saying the n-word Really? Oh, oh okay. the phrase? Did we actually say the word then? I, but I don't remember saying the word either. At least not in public. People used to say the word. I thought you meant like uh, the actual word, and I was like, yeah, the actual word. What a lunatic. Who is this guy? <laughs> what do you mean? No, not the N word, but. No, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you. Yeah, I thought you said like the word is not an old timey word, but I was like, I think oh, that's I'm saying the point when, we, of when it. we used to say, like, you know, in, in, in polite company, did we? What, what word did we use? Not, not in polite we, company. <laughs> what do you mean we? People. The N word was always around my whole life. The the phrase the N word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not well. I, maybe we're from when a different part of the country. Up, when I was growing up, nobody used the phrase the N word. I agree. Yeah. My parent, my grandmother would say colored people, and I was like, you can't say that. <laughs> and then my parents would say African American. Maybe people. we just said N. You know, he called me an N, or I call. You know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe we did that. He called me an N? Like, in other words, if we didn't want to say the word, we didn't, I don't remember saying, the quote, N. unquote, the N word. I think that started in the 90s. I think it started in the 90s or the 2000s. What I want to know is, back in the day, if we didn't want to say it, what did we say? I or did we just say the word? People were so racist, <laughs> they just, they didn't even say it. They didn't say the N word. I just don't know. I just don't know either. Don't know. No, but like on the news, for example, if you had to address that, now on the news they would say the N-word. An expletive, maybe they'd say. And then they, they called him an expletive. A racist slur, a racial slur. Maybe they would say that. Well, I don't recall. I do have some... Uh, <laughs> He's like on trial. <laughs> I do have some uh, for, uh, Pacific Northwest gossip for you. Oh, good. I met a girl in Austin who has a restraining order against uh, one of the guys from Soundgarden. What? I thought you'd like that. I do. Which guy? I don't know. I didn't care enough. <laughs> you were at Moon Tower in Austin, Texas. I was, And yeah, you yeah. gathered this info. Yeah, yeah, She has a restraining order against someone She's in She's from Sound Seattle, yeah, yeah. I have a restraining order against somebody, but um, I think I have to get it renewed. Really? Can you, it's like getting your vows renewed almost. It's yeah, every, I think every three years you have to get... Have you guys ever had a stalker or um, anyone you had to get a restraining order I had order someone with? who showed up at a lot of shows and it was like... It was like a joke at the comic strip where she was fine. She was nice enough. Uh, I remember uh, she would always, though, every night at the strip, she would make a reservation for two and there would be just her and she'd always say the same thing. My friend couldn't make it. Aww. And it would be, yeah. And, uh, but she'd come like every night and they'd be like, your stalker's here. And then uh, she would kind of just hang at the cellar bar and just like peek around and be like, oh shit, this is like a little weird. Uh, and then I, I told Norman about it and uh, I was like, ah, she's weird. And Norman, I think, fucked her. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, you can't do that. You can't fuck a stalker. 
<laughs> but she was stalking you. Yeah. You, I think you could fuck a stalker that's not stalking you. I think men are more likely, I'm gonna generalize here, but it seems like guys are less afraid to cross the line with a woman who might potentially be dangerous. I find that to be presumptuous and offensive. <laughs> and I don't I, care for it. Did she, after getting fucked, stop going around? I haven't seen her in a while. Okay. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's how you get rid of a stalker for a man. You just have sex with her. And she's like, all right, I don't want to see you anymore, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You're all hairy and clingy. Weird. How about you, Natterman? No? No, no stalkers. Do you have no. fans? What happened with that girl the other night, Dan? She well, was like, are you, are you guys- I'm not kissing and telling on the damn radio. All right. Yeah. So. What about after your show? Are there is there a weird new is there a um, whole new fan base that you wouldn't normally come across when you're in a comedy club? Because now you're on national television every week. How many weeks were you on it? Well, like four or five. Maybe four or five. That's yeah, you got say. far. You, you well, yeah, I guess so. to the top quickly. You were great, by the way. Oh, it was, thanks. I really enjoyed it. Um, so your question was what? Do I have new fans? As a Does it open you up to a, like a whole new well, fan a lot of people. Uh, I guess so. I mean, whenever I go do something on the road, there's always like you know X number of people that recognize me. I'm still I'm not filling rooms based on my uh, America's Got Talent. No, but I would say there's you know maybe if I do it like I was at Cleveland at Hilarities and maybe there were fit, thirty people a show that knew who I was. You know, or 40, I don't know. I mean, it was a room of several hundred people, so I'm not filling up any rooms with it. It's a beautiful but it does, room there. It do, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not, it does help, though. It does add X number. Yeah, I mean, people recognize me, sure. Um, I don't know how long that's going to continue because, you know, they, I mean, there's another season coming and, and, you know, there's always new people and new things happening. So, But it has helped somewhat. I bet it had to have. It had to have. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't crazy, though. It's hard. I mean, it, it helped me. It hasn't been a crazy, you know, meteoric rise, that's for sure. And I knew that it wouldn't be. You seem to have always have maintained, like, this humble attitude. Well, uh, it's easy to be humble when you haven't succeeded in, in, any, in any enormous well, that's, way. Well, you see yourself you know? as someone who hasn't succeeded, right? I see someone who's done, like, every late-night show. Yeah, but, you know, late-night used to mean, you know, used to mean something, and it really doesn't anymore. You've done, I mean, you've done a few yourself. <laughs> that's uh, a pretty rude way to say <laughs> no, it. No, I, that was, no, I mean, you've done it. Jesus. Just, <laughs> Conan's falling off. They've all fallen off. I'm saying, and you, you don't necessarily view yourself <laughs> as a raging success. No. <laughs> you know. This is a very hurtful episode. Way to clean it up. I mean, or maybe you do. <laughs> No, but, of but, course but, I don't. But, but, yeah. but most of the people we know have done late night shows. Yeah, it's true. So it's not like it's a, but it's a, I mean, it's but, a tiny, teeny, tiny, tiny, teeny group of people. You know, I know people that have done several late night shows that can barely pay their rent. Right. So um, what does it mean, really? You know? uh, yeah, you're right. It definitely, there's more late night shows. It's more like filling rooms. It's different than it used to be. Like Carson used to meant you'd fill a room doing Carson. Yeah, you know? I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine, right? Back and in the, those days. Back in those days. But now there's so much content out there, it's harder to fill a room, you know? But you, I saw your first set in America's Got Talent. You ki- That's a hard room to kill in. That's not a comedy crowd. You killed. I mean, that, that set, uh, you did the marriage joke, that crush. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, it was good, you know? And, the, and that video of that set got about 2 million YouTube views, which is a record for me, because my... I've done wow. Letterman, and, and my Letterman, they get maybe 10,000 YouTube hits. Because the Letterman you know? viewers aren't like the content people. I feel like it's like the Conan or the, or the Fallon people that are like the, well, the I internet don't, people, probably, right? I, I generally don't get a lot of hits on videos from any late night talk show. I mean, maybe it's just me, but... Um, Is comedy your life? Like, you seem well, like... Well, it's much of my life, yeah. What else is your life? Um, what do you do? You go to brunches. I feel like I'm being do- accused of something. <laughs> 
thing of cute. You know, is that? Have like, you seen this movie, Misery Loves Comedy? The no, documentary. No, I haven't seen it. It's so good. Is that with uh, J- uh, Kevin Pollack? Yeah, he directed oh, it. Oh, he was at the Comedy Cellar the other night, stopping, stopping down. Having beef with Rich Voss. They're beefing. Is, oh, what I are know they beefing? Is that the new term? Oh. Beef really is. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. Be- beef. Tell us about the beef. <laughs> beef um, is a term I used yeah. as, as in the '70s, know, and it's been slightly changed a bit. We didn't use it as a verb. We would say, "What's your beef?" I'm gonna beef you so hard. Well, I think, but I now think, people uh, use it as a verb, like you're beefing. I think Pollock trashed uh, Voss on Anthony Cumia's thing, and know. Anthony Cumia stuck up for him, you know. And and Voss heard it, and then Voss called in and was like, "This guy stinks," so we trashed him on his podcast and became a thing. And uh, and Voss seemed pretty pissed off about it. Really? Yeah, he seems like the and he seems like, like why are you pissing that guy off? He I have no like idea about carry that it with him. Hmm. I don't know. That's the whole story. Anyway, it's a great it's a great documentary. Jim Norton's in it. That he interviews a bunch of people in it. But um, it seems like they talk a little bit about how comedy has to be the number one thing in your life, sort of, and that it's, it takes a certain type of person to be a comedian. So I don't know. You guys are all comedians. So you tell me: Is comedy your life? Is it the number one most important thing? I, I think that it is for me. I mean, I think it. You know, I mean, some people work just to pay the bills, and then they don't consider themselves. You know, they their job is just a way to pay bills. But I think comedians is more than that. It's it's our, it's who we are in large measure. It may not be the only thing that we do or that interests us, but it, it it's a lot. Lisa. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is over my head right now. Uh, Do you feel like, like, Lisa has a full life, it seems like, in spite of being a comedian. She just had a foursome. We talked about that last week. Like, a lot of comedians don't make room I mean, for relationships. Our, I mean, I'm also pretty young, but... Um, when I first started, it was like really set. Like I would just want to do all these sets, and I was like missing a lot of things in life. And I've really learned to like, yeah, if it's my friend's birthday, I'm gonna go to dinner. I'm gonna make it a point to like do that, and I'm not gonna like, you know, be. I'm not gonna be feel guilty for not doing like a mic and two sets or whatever. Because right. I used to be like, I used to have guilt all the time when I didn't get up every night, and now I feel like. I'm totally fine being like, no, I'm going to do this with my friends on a Saturday. I'm going to go to a play. I'm going to like hang out. You get trapped so, if, you, if you don't do other things. You get trapped yeah. and then having nothing to talk about. You're just talking about like all your jokes become about like the hotel on the road or like flying yeah. or like hanging with comics. Or like, I'm with, you know, and, and you're like, well, you have no way to relate. I just know? have girlfriends and I feel like I, I value their lives as much as I value like what I do. And I want to like make time to hang out and, you know. Do stuff like that. But that took me a while. I used to have a lot of uh, guilt about it. Yeah. I, ex- I hear that a lot with comics. With no, Nikki. just like saying no finally. Like if someone's not paying you enough and you're like, I'm not going to do that. It's like that That was like a huge crazy thing for me. I would never. I never thought I'd be able to do that. Because there's this thing in your head like if I say no, I'm never going to get another set, right? Or I'm, yeah. I'm going to be blacklisted from this club. Because well, everyone not. that I would respect or look up to does as many sets as possible all the time. So if I'm not doing that, who the fuck do I think I am? So it's like, I have to do that many sets too. And it, like, it's just a crazy, yeah, that's like a very crazy thing. It's I like mean, workaholism. It's, it's not It's not based in reality. Yeah, but some person was like, the AV club was like, we, we'll fly you out. I'm like, you gotta give me a few hundred dollars. And they're like, no, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna just do it for a flight. And that was like, a, that was the first time I've said no to something. But no. that's also insane. We're like, you just lose money on get where they're just like, like festivals a way to tell comedians, Hey, we're not going to pay you or we're not going to pay you much, you know? And uh, at a certain point you're like, well, this is doing nothing for me. At right. some point you have to, like, at first you say yes to everything. And after a certain point you have to just start saying no. 
know? It's good to have a full life, I think, and not just give every... I mean, this is such a general thing, but I think I really relate to what you said, Sam, about how, you know, making the... It, it, is that you me getting louder? louder? Like yeah, hi, I got louder. Mm. Um, it's like in music, like... They always say the al- the second album is the band writing a bunch of songs about being on the road and in the hotel, and it's like that's why there's the sophomore slump a lot of times. Yeah, every but rapper, also, it's like it's like the first album is about like being like poor and mm-hmm. stuff, and the second album is like look how rich I am. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk to people. I mean, I feel like everything's comedy. Like when I'm out and around, like I'm judging people. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like doing accumulating stuff. stories, judging yeah. people. I yeah, but I do feel that comedy would is number one still i remember i was like dating someone and then i got a weekend and i was like peace out dude and it was his birthday and i was like i gotta go why because you had a, I got a weekend like i got a last minute weekend somewhere and this was like years ago and i was like yeah i'm not staying for your birthday yeah i was <laughs> complaining to my sister the other day about my dating life and she was like well i hate to say it but you know what um you know what what's her name from the millionaire matchmaker patty stanger <laughs> she's like you know what patty stanger would say and i'm like no Number one enemy of women I, hate her. I know she's not a Because you have curly hair, men don't like that. Straighten your hair. Get out of here. <laughs> I know. Don't tell a man you read books. He doesn't like it. Like she's just like the worst. Mine's Do you like, know who we're talking about? The millionaire uh, matchmaker. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Natterman, come on. It's on Bravo. She's yeah, Natterman. Come on. You should watch terrible television. See, what are you she's doing? She's matching up all the millionaires <laughs> oh, with okay. their with their future love mates. Um, no, but she says, uh, or my sister said she would say, you can't find love unless you you create room for love unless you put love first so as long as your career is coming first you're not going to be able to have a relationship yeah but comedy i have earlier i was like i think it's over my head but now like talking about it if you don't put comedy first it's really easy to not do it because it's like a lot of it's not the best i don't know you know i think you like have to make it your number one priority i think i have to make like having a full life and enjoying my life and taking care of myself a priority. So some of that means I gotta write songs, I gotta play shows, I gotta have a passion in my life. If I don't, then what am I bringing to a relationship? I'm, I don't know, but I agree, I can go way overboard sometimes and just hole up in my house, be focusing on like my mailer, my mailing list, this Pledge Music campaign I'm doing, the album, and then it's nighttime and then I'm too tired and I don't want to socialize and then of course I'm single. Do you know what I mean, Dan? Yeah, but with stand-up, you do do hang out with friends though. Like, you're probably at shows with friends, like you're doing stuff. That's the thing, stand-ups are with other stand-ups all the time. So do you think you guys will all end up with another stand-up or is there room Uh, for- As a a love mate? Yeah. Uh, In my case, no. You don't want to date another stand-up? No, no, I, I don't. What kind of lady are you um, looking I, First of all, stand-up comedians don't, I mean, I, I you know, um, doesn't. I don't really find it a turn-on. Uh, Sam, any any uh, comments? <laughs> that's not, uh, that's not a new point of view. I don't find it not no, a turn No, it's not a new point of view, but... I but mean, it, on this it, podcast. Oh, no. Um, I think, and I, I, I don't, I say without knowing with 100% certainty that that uh, ma- female stand-up comics are more attracted to male stand-up comics than the than the opposite. Is that true? Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I, because women still want someone that's funny and like I'm fun, like I'm funnier than dudes. You yeah. know, the, like all around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you still want someone funny, but dudes would prefer to have someone be like, "Oh my god, you're so funny." Yeah, you're amazing. A- added to that, that if you date a stand-up comic, it's like dating somebody at the office. So there's the danger that, you know, you. She's going to be flirting with the other comics. She's going to be around. All your That's friends are going to know her. 
Your own yeah. insecurities, Dan. No, I mean, I, I have the same ones. <laughs> I think I, I, I've had things with comics, and then, like, you see them around, and it does get, like, there's a weirdness that you're, like, you want to be able to walk into any club or any room and not feel... Like, oh, there's a little weirdness. And some people don't feel that, but I, f- I feel it a little bit. Yeah, I dated a comic for like two years. Um, and by the way, who do you think she's dating after she gets done with you? <laughs> Someone that you know in all likelihood. Right, right. So it just, it gets weird, you know? Men are very insecure. I hear that. Like, I don't want her dating someone I know. Well, I don't care Whereas about women that, are, really. They, a little. I don't care. Do you ever well, think about like if a guy that you dated dated one of your friends? I never think about that. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've It's shared. just never, I don't think it's a, a I, I don't want to say never entered my mind, but when you I would, break up there, with somebody, I almost even was, try to like set them up with someone I know because I'm someone, over it. Yeah, cash sex probably not, I guess what you were about to say. If it was someone meaningful stuff. to you though, you would not be friends with that person probably anymore if they started dating them, wouldn't it? If they started dating one of my friends? No, if if it was your ex who you really, really cared about, you guys broke up, he starts dating one of your friends. Are you, you're not going to be, be friends weird. with that person? That would be weird. But I guess uh, it's a the only thing I have. The my only example that I give people is like if you were a ballerina and you were about with all these other ballerina girls, you'd probably want to fuck a lot of them. You know what I mean? You'd be fucking the ballerinas. Well, and so it's like that's because they're the there. Because they're yeah. there. Well, and, but and also ballet is by nature feminine. <laughs> and stand-up comedy is 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 a tomboy esque. That's a great observation. Thing. Well, yeah. you know, I don't. I mean. I'm, I'm yeah, not but the first you one to make it. But yeah, but if you were a ballet dancer, you'd probably be a little feminine. Too, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, that could be. I'd like to see <laughs> that, that outfit be. actually. But, but, Dan. but there is something. Tomboy. It is a masculine thing. There is something tomboyish about about stand up comedy. And there's also something hot about it being like I see a hot female comic sometimes, and I'm like, I know I shouldn't hook up with her, and that's kind of hot to me too. Like the the, the off limits aspect. Well, you know? there there is that element, but yeah. when I put it all in the balance, I end up with a. You know, ultimately, um, it's not the optimal thing. Is it what worth if you it? and you, I were dating way. right now? Yeah. And you were attracted to me, gotcha. and I'm not a comedian. No. I'm a musician. Exactly. And I'm still successful in my own right, in my own other arena. And then I was like, you know what? Only I'm other st- marina. Then <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm going to start doing stand up. Would you be like, fuck this? I probably would be like, I mean, if I was already in love with you, I imagine it'd be too late, you know? But it wouldn't be good news. But, but I'm, I'm with him. What if I was no, like, you know what, what, what if I was like, it makes my heart sing, Dan? Well, then sing. But, and, and if I love you, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. But if no, it's, it's the worst. But, but, like, but I don't think I'd be happy about it, no. But if you dated a comic. Now, no, when you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but when you're hanging out with the dude. But he was like funny. But when you're hanging out with the dude and then they're like, yeah, I've been doing comedy. And you're like, get out of my face. Yeah, it's a first year. <laughs> it's a first year comic. That would be the hard thing with me is like dating right, a comic when they're who's new. brand new. And, and they're talking about things. Uh, yeah, that they don't like, oh, here's a better example. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just like someone say, there's so much about that that's wrong. I think about saying like, yeah, I'm going to start comedy. You're like, all right. I mean, you're just like it's it's it kind of rubs you wrong a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. a little shady. It's like why or why why is this happening? Did you? I see that. Okay, it, bad example. Bad no, but example. But Anya Marina would, would be it would make sense because she's been in the among comedians for so long that I fully expected to do comedy. Totally new example. Mm-hmm. You see me across the room. You're like, she's cute. Yeah. I'm hanging out at the cellar. You don't know anything about me. Right. And you're like, I'm attracted to her. Yeah. I would totally date her. You mm. and I talk for a while. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. We're yeah. having a great time. Then you, And it's not me. Let's say it's not Anya Marina. It's somebody else. Got but it. she looks exactly like me. So naturally you're attracted. Okay. Then you go, then you go so what do you do? And I go, I'm a comedian. And you Duh. find out I've been a comedian, let's say yeah. 10 years, and I'm great. All right. Are you... 
in, is that an instant just, boner a, killer? That that's a strike against you. It is a strike against you. Now maybe okay. you, if you're so so wonderful in other areas, it, you know maybe it, it makes up for it. But that's not no. It's a strike against you. Absolutely. It's yeah. just in your makeup. It's not in like whereas Rich Voss, I remember him saying like, folks, he, he met Bonnie. <laughs> He I'm was more attracted to her because she was killing. Well, everyone she works. Was so smart. Well, that's works that's Rich Foster. Though, yeah. and maybe he's more evolved than I am. Sounds no, to me like he's not a comparison. Well, I'm making well, it a comparison. Is, but it's the first time everyone says Rich Voss is more <laughs> evolved than them. <laughs> well, I think in that way he might be. Um, I applaud Rich Voss for 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 loving strong funny women. No, it's it is. I'm just collecting data here, and it is interesting. Bonnie it is, is uh, slightly intimidating, I would say. You know. Hmm. Funny, yeah, smart, very funny. beautiful, yeah, yeah. quick. She'll cut you. Yeah. If you don't come correct, I mean, she's just very quick-witted. She's like yeah. Lisa, but Lisa dates comedians. She'll you don't discriminate. No, I mean, my goal now is to find a chef. A That's chef? like my I number know. one goal. We have been. Oh, the chefs are a little nuts. I would caution you against that. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's crackhead hours too. Yeah, it's but like, it's, chefs are crazy to. people. They're I just want to sleep I think in they with may, someone. They may be worse than comedians mentally. They might uh, be. I would caution you about a Very chef. Very similar but, to comedy chefs. Yeah. And they have knives. <laughs> but uh, but you and know. they can cook. I just like daytime hangs. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But comics, I don't you're, know the, you're like MC feature headliner with like chefs. You do like you know line cook. Well, there's a sous like, chef. Yeah, sous chef. Like you kind of yeah, only like sous chef and up. You I'm know obsessed. What I mean? <laughs> Sometimes we talk about who you like on Instagram, Lisa, and I'm obsessed with Antonio or Anthony Bourdain okay. and his yeah, wife. Cool. His wife is like this cute little Sardinian woman, I think. Anyway, Ottavia Bourdain. Um. Anyway, she. If you go look at her Instagram, it's bizarre because it's just all her. I, I don't know. Is it MMA? It's like wrestling, she but she's jujitsu. You know her, right? Way to be on it, Chris. All right. Uh, so she does jujitsu. Like no pictures are of their child, which I understand some people don't like to put their. Kid I saw on. him feeding ice cream to his little daughter. A Cute. Few years ago, like and they're friends ago. with that the big gay ice cream guy. <laughs> this is where Natter and I check out. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him feeding ice cream. Probably whatever. But no, they seem like they have this ideal relationship. Like well, here's he's an a example. Chef, he's to bring crazy. it back around, Bourdain came to the cellar one night, did a set, and <laughs> apparently went horribly. I, you like that guy a little less when he's in your arena, you know. Like normally, yeah. I like him. I like his show. It's like that kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna dabble in comedy no matter what. It, it, you kind of like I'm like all right, come on. They're yeah. lesbians, so it's different. But like Sabrina and her wife Shauna's relationship is the coolest. I think I've talked about it on this all the time. But they're both so successful and independent and cool. And oh, that's right. Fun well, and Sabrina's wife Shauna does. She's a stylist. Real oh stylist. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's cool yeah. when your spouse is has their own passion. And they're busy, and they're not dependent on you financially. Yeah, but I know a lot of guy friends who like would like their girl like girlfriends to need them more, which is weird to me. But I read a quote about that recently. Like they like that, that no woman should ever need a man. But then I also read this book about male psychology that a man's deepest need is to be needed. Yeah. Do you guys need this? I mean, do you want to be needed? Yeah. Isn't that it's like to be a man to be needed, drink right? This water? All you take the water, but uh, if yeah. I'm like Sam, the blizzard's coming. I need you. Well, there's like a needs like men like to get you know to go back. Men are hunters, right? So you, I mean, this sounds like a fucking 
Def Jam bit. <laughs> men are hunters. Uh, no, but uh, men are hunters. So you, you want that, you want to hunt, and then you want someone to want you and to need you to hunt. So I think, yeah, I think there is a need to be. Pro- yeah, I, would I don't say. know how to do a lot of things. I would prefer a man. Like to I don't do know that. how to, I don't know how to fix shit, but I want a girl who wants me to fix shit, basically. Yeah, okay. And then I'll get someone you else to, to fix it, but I want her to ask <laughs> me. You know what I mean? No, like I do a joke about this, but when me and my three girlfriends like were strand, we filled my car up with diesel, and we were just stranded in the middle of the Indiana highway. It was a nightmare. We're like, yeah, we just need a man here. Like this is the worst. You don't need a man there in that situation. We definitely did. We, <laughs> we're talking. We're we needed like just need someone men. that's like you can't put oh, yeah, diesel no, in your car. Oh yeah, no, because all four girl. of us girls were all kind of were like, so do we just like uh, message the last guy who fingered us or what? Like we had no one to message. <laughs> oh it was just like all these strange <laughs> comics from Chicago. We've all fucked, and we're like, okay, um, who do we text to pick us up? I wonder if a guy from Manhattan could fix you in that situation or not. Fix the car? Yeah, like would no. it, would a Manhattanite? No, no, anything. I don't. I see car commercials as like a foreign language to me. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't know if this is hot to anyone. Do but you even I have feel a driver's license? Sam? I do, but only like because I felt so guilty not having one that I figured it out. I always know? feel really good about myself when I parallel park really well, and I'm just like, I bet this is hot. But can, do, I don't can know you if drive? people like that. Do you have a license? I, love I, love I Well, I'm from the suburbs, so uh, I, yeah. I mean, we had to. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Stamford, Connecticut. Very well. How, what was your upbringing like? Uh, in terms Upper of... Upper middle class, middle uh, class? I guess so. I don't know. It was like everybody else around me, so I don't, I'm, I'm nothing to compare it to. But we all, you know, we... I guess it was upper middle class. Who taught you to drive? My, my father in the parking lot of uh, the UConn-Stanford branch. The bank? No, UConn-Stanford, University of Connecticut at Stanford. Oh, they have a branch in Stanford. Listen, so don't yell at me. Oh, I'm sorry. Easy. So the par- it's my job to yell at her, Adam. UConn-Stanford branch. The UConn, University of Connecticut, the Stanford, oh. Connecticut branch of the University of Connecticut. In my like mind, I was spelling it Y-U- at a, at K-O-N. Oh, you're thinking like, like the car, the UConn XL? <laughs> like how I pulled that around? I know some things like about cars. Like a potato? Cars, <laughs> yeah, so that's like, where... Yes, um, like a potato. Do you rent cars though when you're on the road? Never. I, I rent, uh, if I need a car, I either rent or I zip. Do you... Uh, oh, I don't know how to zip. I need you for that. We talk a lot about Tinder on this. Like, what do you make of okay, Tinder? Okay, Tinder. Uh, you know, it's, uh, currently it's delete. Well, first of all, I've been having trouble. Is, is your Tinder buggy these days? It kept freezing, and I had to delete it and reinstall <laughs> That's it. That's happened to me. <laughs> I do that a lot, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, and I finally got so fed up, I just deleted it. I've only met one person from Tinder in the, about six months I've been Tindering. I only had one liaison. How about J-Swipe? Is J-Swipe treating you better? I haven't used J-Swipe. I feel that J-Swipe, uh, those girls are a little more serious by, by nature. Is that Jewish? They're, because they're yeah. J. Okay. Are you on J-Swipe, <laughs> Sam? I am. I, yeah, I, I dabble. Okay, so why did you only have one liaison, Dan? Because that's all I got. You know, I matched, I matched with a lot of people, but, you know, then you sometimes they... They don't respond to you when you say hello, or right. or you or you you lose interest. I mean, you know, it's easy enough to on the internet. It's easy enough to kind of flirt and then just vanish. I know. You know, I was reading an article about that. Like the biggest pet peeves men have about women on Tinder is that there are so many quote unquote fakes. And then I read the definition of a fake, and it's not what I thought. I thought it was like an actual fake a profile. Robot? They mean women well, who say too. they want a relationship and then they don't and they just text with you and then they vanish. And I was like, I think I'm kind of a fake. That's the worst when you match up with someone super hot and then they message you like, all right. And then it's like 200 roses for a half yeah. hour. Like, Well, that happens all what? the time. But yeah, that's like prostitute stuff. 
Two hundred roses. Yeah, no, that's say, the code they, word. They actually. say roses instead of dollars. Which I had no idea. Very, like I feel like cops could see right through that. I don't see why roses. But, um, that's crazy. I had no. Thank you for telling me that. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> Two hundred roses like for a yeah. half hour. I was watching an SVU or some kind of. Uh, uh, criminal show and there was like a hook, the hooker killed the dude or whatever but she's like no I just you know I just made $2,000 and the cop was like we all know that you're not a $10,000 girl and I was like damn that was mean <laughs> that was like, <laughs> so nuts that's like the Spitzer do you see the Spitzer documentary no Client 9 oh I have like, to see that oh these are like top shelf and uh, it's really good top shelf prostitutes These it's all like the big eye bankers and all the you know the big finance guys are going after and uh, and they like rate them. It's like they have like a Yelp hooker Yelp kind of you know. I, I find um, in the, my limited experience with pay with sex for money that it's just uh, almost no no value in terms of uh, no. I just find it so unsatisfying, even if they're even if they were hot. Yeah, because it's you know they don't want to be there. Because they don't want. Yeah, I just find it like if, if if you don't want me, then I can't I can't get turned on terribly. Have you ever had one that, that was a good actress that was like? really convincing and seemed like she wanted it wanted you well i had one that would be like we would hang out a little bit beforehand she actually would call me up and say hey what are you doing you know and um it's like tele a form of telemarketing essentially right (laughs) she's just keeping you on the line and then we'd have like a drink and so it was almost like a date so that wasn't bad so then if you how long did you date this prostitute no well i didn't date her but but i was i was a client if you will i hate to use the word client because um because it did seem like a little bit more than that, but yeah, even, so though was, even though that I was, even though I was paying for it, um, <laughs> but uh, a few months, I guess. Can you put this? But I haven't done that. I haven't done that. I haven't done that in about ten years. Okay, so when you were thirty. Yeah, I was. I guess I was hornier then too, and Did I also had. I guess I was less um, having less success uh, with with actual women that you don't have to pay for. <laughs> right. So so you know it was more necessary. How many times did you say you did that? Uh, not too much, six or seven. One time six in Hartford, Connecticut, girls? I was um, sorry performing at uh, what was that room? Funny Bone. City no, Steam? no, City Steam, and I was middling, so I was I was making Yukon like four hundred dollars, and I blew two hundred and fifty on a hooker, <laughs> and they told me, oh, she's twenty five, and she was forty five if she was a day when she showed up at the door, but. At that time, it was too late. I was already like... You, you have know. that great joke about that, too, about like the dating sites. They hold... The, 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 give me a pic. You say, oh, yeah, yeah. Give me a picture today. You holding today's paper. Right. Isn't that your joke? Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, it's a, it's a rela- But I didn't see a picture. They just told me she's 25 or... Na- well, I forgot her name. But anyway, I think it was Shay. Um, <laughs> but she showed up at the door. She was horrific. Ugh. I mean, not just that she was older, but she was just horrific in general. But I was like, all right, you're here. And this is hard for Connecticut. I probably can't do any better anyway. <laughs> I should have just said, no, you know, you got to go. This, you know, what was advertised. But Was she even the woman in the photo? There was no photo. It was by phone. This was like, not before the internet, but, you know, it was, um, the internet was less of a, you know, ever-present thing. Cesspool. That's even worse when they're like... So it was he, just on the phone. They said, yeah, she's really beautiful, 25 <laughs> It's also like, even on the internet, you can get like at least bust them on the lies when they have the pictures there. Like, I'm gorgeous and this. You're like, eh, all right. But then when, they, when they're just describing someone... Well, all she a, said was gore, was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I guess is a subjective term, although it's <laughs> it's hard to believe this woman was beautiful by any <laughs> You should have put measure. this on your uh, America's Got Talent video reel, like right after the blinds fall. <laughs> well, you know, I... I uh, You're yeah, like, well, I there was a they time. Would, they they try to keep it family-oriented. Is it hard to write a set for them? I mean, there's so... They try to keep it family-oriented. It's a totally. family show. 
You know, it's scary for kids. I mean, look at the acts on the show. Heidi you know? Klum got offended by a really inoffensive joke. Oh, right? yeah, Heidi, what Heidi was Klum, that I don't joke? think, speaks English. Or at least her English is <laughs> what not, did a, she say it's not her native tongue, and maybe she misinterpreted the joke. She was like, I did not get that joke, Dan. No, I did not think that what, was funny. She, she said, say? you, are, you have offended everybody, including Germans. <laughs> oh, God. What was the joke? The joke is how you... Um, my German friend speaks four languages, and he said, why do you Americans not learn other languages? I said, well... Probably the same reason people that can see don't learn Braille, <laughs> which would be more practical because you could go blind one day, but you're not going to go German. And, and that's the joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. And now, um, <laughs> and Heidi felt that somehow that was offensive toward Germans just because I mentioned the word German. Wow. That's like, so, there's like a, that's like a culture thing now where it's like you just hear a word. You don't think about you know, what the joke even means. You just hear a word and you're like, I'm offended by that. Yes, but also Heidi's native language is not English. It's right. possible she didn't get the joke or that mm -hmm. she didn't even know, she you know, didn't get it entirely. It's always great having a comedy judge who doesn't speak the language. That's a, that's a Look, great Look, they decision. shouldn't have comics on America's Got Talent. It really isn't appropriate for that show. That show should just be singing and dancing and leaping about. Yep. It shouldn't be people that are think that are saying things. Yeah, I like little know. kids with talent with big talents. It should just be that. That's it should I just like. be stuff that yeah. you can watch and you know and and it's visual. And I don't think comedy is really appropriate for that show, but you know it helped me. It's almost like they. But if I were the producer of that show, I'd say no comics. Interesting. Interesting. That's what point I would of say. View from a guy that I'd went say we so have bal balloon animals, jugglers, anything of that sort. Who else went far? Wendy Liebman. Well, her Wendy? and I went to the same level. Oh, she was good. I think I was at one of those, and, like live uh, the, in the studio. I saw Heidi Klum up close. She's ter terrifyingly thin. Is she? That's what my, you know, she's a model or an ex-model. I know. On camera, she looks, you know, like a model. And then in real life, you're like, I mean, oh I assume she's God, not, st okay? is she still modeling? And she's like 43. That's usually. What's your thing with age? Yes, she's still modeling. Well, uh, not my thing with age. It's the, it's the fashion industry's thing she's with age. Yeah, but you need to sell shit to older women, too. Right. Cindy Crawford's still working. You know, she but unless you, you have to be a supermodel to last that long. And she is. Yeah, I guess when you're a supermodel, they'll keep you around a little longer. But most models are done at, at you know, You have to like become a younger. celebrity. Yeah, yeah. She's if like you're a celebrity. celebrity. Yeah, yeah. She's big. She's huge. She's a fucking pig. <laughs> um, you guys, what else have we not talked about? We've t you're covered typing. almost I don't everything. Know what you're typing. I'm just looking at what my computer. At? We got. We talked about Dan, Pledge Music, Misery Love Comedy, a little of Lisa's foursome. If you missed that incredible episode okay. last week, please. A foursome in. that was. I mean, I, you've already discussed it, but I didn't hear it. So that just briefly, that was you and three men. No, there was another girl. So it was it two couples? We weren't couples. Oh, okay. No, so no, it was no. just four <laughs> people. Were these four comedians? No, there were people in the front row of a comedy show oh. that I picked up. All right. Well, good for you. I yeah. love it. I love good it. Good for you. Thanks. Um, I never, I never had any group experience, but. Uh, Are you open to that? I'm open to. I don't want another dude around. I'm open <laughs> to anything with chicks. I'm so surprised that you said that. <laughs> and and uh, and I don't need another penis. In women the room. can't be funny, um, and <laughs> I want no men in the room for my foursome. Well, women can certainly be funny, uh, but fuck I, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I'm less. <laughs> I'm less going to be somewhat less turned on, yeah. unfortunately. He's, and uh, as far as another penis it. in the room, I don't think it's outrageous to say I don't want one. No, I just said I'm not shocked by that. Okay. I think. It's what about Sam Morrell? About group stuff? Yeah. Another I'm penis open. in the room? Oh, yeah, I don't want that. Well, okay. Oh, come on. You would so totally be open one. to that. I'd be open if it was someone I knew, but I don't want to do it. I'd do it, I'd do it if I it's had enough It's not drinks. gay. 
if Not you're yeah. well i didn't say it was gay i just don't like seeing naked dudes i know i'm just you talking know? to sam right here yeah I, think. I don't think i'd be crazy i'd do it i wouldn't be crazy it also gets that weird thing was like you don't finish at the same time so one person's just like <laughs> it's just there just you ever heard that old kinnison the story key to a, no where he uh is apparently he did wife swap with his friend oh yeah and, it, and apparently he came immediately <laughs> and then he had to just listen to a guy fuck his wife for like <laughs> for like four hours <laughs> So like that's that's, that's, that's un- not pleasant. That's unpleasant. Just practice a little bit. Well, that's but that's if you're swapping now. You know, it may not. That, that's not necessarily going to be the situation. So that you you could just leave if you finish and just don't want to hang. You know. Did you, yeah, guys, did you guys ever watch Wife Swap? The just fun no, but I, I want to. It seems like Flair such a great show. <laughs> and uh, Roddy Piper. And the celeb ones Flair. aren't as fun. They're a little nicer. But the best is when they're just like, this Hick family lives in a tree, <laughs> no electricity, <laughs> and then it's like uh, Manhattan, five bedrooms, four oh. nannies, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, there's tears. It's great. And it's they have favorite. to be the guys like, don't we have a cleaning lady? You know, it's like the fun in a but tree. But the best is when the men cry because they miss their wives so much because they realize yes. that they've been taking advantage of their wives. I know. I think I did see the ending of one of those. Then ones. the curtain in the treehouse falls. You're like, that's good. Do it again. <laughs> Um, well, I was going to say from earlier with like uh, TV stuff, like I've never done late night, but I've done some stuff on TV and it sucks when you show up to a nanny gig and then they're like, we Googled you. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I'm just like holding your kid. I'm <laughs> shitting on me. I'm glad you, I'm glad you saw my credits. You know, it's like so upsetting. Uh, the um, Molly bit or the foursome bit, which is the foursome going to make its way into your standup? I certainly hope so. Yeah. Big sure. fan, big fan, Lisa Traeger. Follow her at Glitter Cheese. On Twitter and Instagram, follow Dan Natterman at Dan Natterman, N-A-T-U-R-M-A-N. Follow Sam Morill on Twitter and Instagram at Sam Morill, M-O-R-R-I-L. And here are your your What your are your days. shows? I feel like I should want to go to your show. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, you know what people can do if they want to support me, which has been so fucking awesome. I'm not on a record label right now, so I'm putting out my album with my fans through pledgemusic.com I don't have any shows right now but I will be touring in the fall but if you want to support the album just pre-order it by going to my website or twitter anyamarina.com or just go to pledgemusic.com and search for my name I'm and on board I'm looking forward I know to you it. donated today that yeah. was so cool it's pretty awesome because I get to write mailers and send people free songs and it's like this whole interactive process it's really fun Really fun. Dan Natterman's going to be performing live in in some someone's area. Let's see. You're going to be at uh, Comedy Works in Denver, May 20th through yeah, 23rd. Yeah, yeah. Legendary club. He'll be. Uh, You've no, never been there? No prostitutes. No, no, no. I've been, been to Denver, never been to uh, the Comedy Works. Drink water. It's the Mile High City. I've been, I, well, I've been, yeah, I've been at Altitude. I was in Aspen uh, years ago. Are you a weed smoker? No, I'm not 420 friendly. Okay. Uh, I have done. I have done, but it's a lot it makes, of trendy expressions on this. It episode. makes me very uh, paranoid. Me too. I don't react. I don't need anymore. it. I don't need it in my life. Dan will be at Bridge Street Live in Collinsville, Connecticut on June 27th. That's a good This room. is all, by the way, assuming I don't win the lottery. Correct. In which case, I'll be at neither of those places. Do you buy lottery tickets? Now, I usually, when it gets to like $100 million, I'll buy one. Bridge Street Live is a nice venue. And yeah, Sam Morell will be at Magoobies in Baltimore. That's what everyone's talking about in Baltimore right now. <laughs> May 21st through 23rd. Also at the stand-up in Scottsdale, May 28th through 31st. And June 2nd, come to Sam's CD release if you're in New York City at the Village recording Underground. What's the, what's the Sorry, name of your recording. CD? Sorry, recording. 
I'm going to call it Class Act. All right, that's you. I love that. What's Did you think of your cover yet? No. What are you going to do? I don't know. Something classic. Cover? So exciting. Of the album. No. Oh, I guess people oh, don't the album cover. make CDs. I, by anymore. the way, yeah. somebody complimented you the other day. I don't know if we have any time left. but uh, well, we, for a compliment, there's Phil, Phil, <laughs> Phil Hanley, apparently, isn't he usually here? Yeah, he's Well, he was apparently a model famous back now. Yeah, I told right? you that. You, you told me that. So I said last night at the cellar, I said, you know, of all people, I said, if you look at this list of comedians here at the cellar, uh, would anybody pick Phil Hanley as the guy that, and you said one of these guys used to be a model, would any of you pick Phil Hanley? Then I looked at the list and I said, well, I guess given the choice, maybe I'd pick Phil Hanley. Because, but you know, compared to everybody, but somebody said, "Well, (laughs) somebody said, what about Sam Morrill?" And I said, "Oh, well, maybe, yeah." Who said it? I want to know, so I can be nicer to this person. You know what? Damn, I forgot. I would love to see you walk on a catwalk. But I I do a Hanley strut when I walk to the stage sometimes for the staff. If you had said to me, "Who was the model, Sam or Phil Hanley?" um, It certainly wouldn't be Phil Hanley. Like, wouldn't be like the clear choice. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a runaway. It wouldn't be a runaway. All right, runaway. Yeah. Uh, you can also hey. watch this podcast and all We Know Nothing podcasts, at least the last handful or so, at dailymotion.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Stand Up Labs, for number. having call us. Thanks. Number, and don't forget to call our number. Yes, Lisa? Thanks for I wanted to say thanks for letting me stay. Dude, I love it when you're here. Please come back again. You are a true delight. And you guys call in, call in in the future. We love having your uh, phone calls. Our number is. Lisa's not a regular host. Not yet. Three four seven four six seven twelve forty. Three four seven four six seven twelve forty. We love you, and we know nothing. Bye.